Welcome to the Hidden White Podcast, episode 1097. This is my conversation with Lisa Cario, and we're discussing her new book, An Unprincipled Life, Living from the Unknown. Enjoy. Hey, Lisa, welcome to the Hidden White Podcast. Great to have you here today. Thank you, Lee. So great to be with you. You've got a beautiful backdrop there. Is that the real backdrop of where you are? Not the real one, but it does look like this about a mile from my house. It does, yeah. Wow. Yeah, gorgeous location. So north of uh, California, you were saying? Yes, exactly. Okay. Near the Redwoods. Redwoods, yeah. I didn't actually venture up that far, but I uh, visited San Francisco recently and it was uh, a delightful uh, city to go. Mm-hmm. Had, had a great time there. So look, congratulations. You've got a new book, An Unprincipled Life Living from the Unknown, available online uh, at Amazon and probably on your, on your website as well, I assume. Right. Um, yeah, congratulations. How are you, how are you going with it? Quite well. I've had many people who are recommending it to others and are using it very devotionally. And people have said that while they already had some experiences of the infinite, this book has opened things up for them. Great. That's what you want to do, I guess, uh, by writing a book is is reaching some people and helping out in a particular way. Uh, It's not your first book, is it? No, right. I have another one, Living Awake, 20 Techniques to End. I got it. I lost it. Okay. So what, what got you into this field of writing? Why, why Lisa and why this particular field? Um, you know, somehow the eternal always mattered to me, even as a little girl. And I used to write myself little sermons and preach to my dolls. So this general interest in writing both started young. But um, in 2009, I had been at a meditation retreat. I was hoping to be enlightened. And I realized I was wasting the whole retreat, hoping for something. So I totally let go and said, I'm just going to enjoy being here. And the next morning I woke up and all I was aware of was the infinite. I totally lost awareness of the small self. When you say you are hoping to be enlightened, what what does that mean? I'm just trying to understand when you walk into this retreat and you're hoping for enlightenment, is this like a a ha-ha moment that, you were hoping to get. Yes. And, you know, um, now on whatever the other side of that opening, I would describe it differently. Um, you know, our thoughts tend to be paramount in our focus. And it's our thoughts that actually create an identity. Without any thoughts, we don't have an identity. And without those thoughts being at the forefront, there's this well of being that just it is self-sufficient and constant and runs through everything. And when that becomes the forefront, then there's like a new perspective on life. Mm. The um, the idea of going into something with uh, a preconceived expectation puts a lot of pressure on oneself, right? Because then exactly. you're, you're feeling like things are going to go a certain way to reach those expectations. And then if it doesn't, you feel a bit disheartened or disappointed or guilty. (laughs) Yes, you know all about that. Yes. Expectations. This is definitely living from the mystery. And everybody has this infinite being flowing through them. So nobody's actually unenlightened. Everybody already is this. It's just nice to actually recognize that that's all. And once we do, expectations don't seem to be as important in life because this thing is so mysterious and so powerful and 
so beyond what I would have expected that it's, it's more a process of discovery rather than seeking. Right. Okay. When you had that moment of saying, okay, I'm just going to let go and let just things unfold. Um, and just so you tapped into, you talk about this infinite, what is this infinite? Yeah, what is the infinite? It's easier to describe what it's not. You know, it's okay, not I'll our thoughts. That. Yeah, not our thoughts, not our bodies, not our emotions. However, all those things arise within it, within its context, from its energy. So there's nothing that is separate from it. But this, this core essence um, has a sense of spaciousness, a sense of potential, an embrace, an aliveness. You know, you can feel it um, if you just stop thinking about your thoughts and sense the aliveness in your body. And Mm. as you sense, you know, you can feel where your ear is without looking at it. Like there's an aliveness in your ear, in your toe. That's the that's the root of it right there. So this is like the underlying energy that makes us all. Yeah, right, exactly. You mentioned a podcast recently that I did with Robert, I think it was with Robert Altius. Yes. Altius. Um, is that the one? Yes, exactly. Okay, and he, he right. talked a lot about this this energy field uh, or, or level of uh, consciousness, universal consciousness, I guess, even. Right, a universal consciousness. And um, he had a more logical approach to accessing it, and... Um, I, I find for me, it actually seems to access more easily heartfully. It's like I feel what is the inner part of me that wants everything to happen as it's happening. And when I'm in disagreement with what's happening at this moment, it's because I've got lots of thoughts and judgments and expectations. But when I drop those and really inquire deeply, I keep finding, even in upheaval, I can always find some part of myself that actually has this birthing of desire to have this experience. And as I feel that, I feel very intimately that this universal consciousness is what we all are. And when we when we say that, I mean, is that what you're sort of saying as far as this, in, this infinite, this term infinite? Is that the same sort of idea? Exactly. It's just another word. I mean, oh my gosh, there's no word that really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so we've got some some clarity around that because I think it's important. Um, So, this universal consciousness or field of energy or or infinite um, reality, I suppose, is is basically that everything exists together as one and that there's an endless amount of, of it there. We just need to be with it. Well, we don't have to do anything because we're already it. But it will end up feeling more peace and joy in life when we're open to it rather than using our expectations to fight with it. Yeah, interesting. Because you mentioned, I mean, you just sort of said then when you're feeling, I can't remember the exact word you said, but uncomfortable or uncertain or um, not quite right, I guess. And, you know, everyone has those gut feels where something doesn't seem right or... Everyone has those moments, and I had these um, this week a couple of times where I'm just like, oh, there seemed to be this disease in my life, um, this this moment of unhappiness, I guess. Um, and I sort of reflect on that, what's going on. Um, but you're right; it's it's then comes back to those those uh, preconceived ideas or thoughts or uh, expectations that we have about a certain moment, 
that for some reason makes us uncomfortable or unhappy or not quite feeling right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think we tend to have a few things that we most want for our particular lives. So some of us want to make sure we look smart or some of us want to look, make sure we have money. Some of us want to make sure we look kind, whatever those things are, or want to be funny. And when life is not fitting with that, sometimes it's simply life calling us to take an action that we're kind of resisting. And so feeling the discomfort is this wonderful invitation to take the action. So the discomfort is serving us. And other times the discomfort is showing us that we're being attached and being attached to something is always going to make life harder. You know, if something is not going to happen the way we wanted, we can switch to curiosity and discovery. And all of life feels much more open and free from the perspective of curiosity than from the perspective of expectation. Mm. What do you hope from someone grabbing this book that they're going, like, what do you hope the reader will take away ultimately? Like, what's what would be that the pure intention at the top level? Yeah, that their life is perfectly precious. There are no mistakes. They can relax in being exactly who they are and they can go forward fearlessly and free. Mm. Okay, cool. When when I look at um, life as it is uh, and then again more recent thoughts, we have this, like everyone has needs. We all have a need and we all pursue those needs individually, maybe selfishly if we want to put it that way. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's about survival and and taking care of this vessel that we've been given. Um, how we go about that and what we chase and what we seek, um, I don't know. Sometimes I think, you know, is it the right things we're seeking? Like uh, I want to earn X amount of dollars this year and then next year I want to earn double that. You know, we keep pushing ourselves to to try and achieve uh, material possessions or, or or finances, financial freedom in the pursuit of something that we've already got. Right. Which is our basic yes. needs. To, you know what I mean? So like we look at, um, you're saying everyone's perfect as they are, but you could look at someone like myself potentially fairly well well off, um, fairly content in all the respects, but yet there's a lot of discomfort in my life too where I look at it and go, yeah, I've got a lot of great things going on, but, geez, I've got all these expectations and, and desires and wants and um, uh, expectations of myself to achieve going forward that aren't met, and that creates a lot of discomfort. And then this fear of losing what I've already got as well creates a bit of discomfort. Then you can look at another person who maybe doesn't have all that that's living a very humble life, uh, maybe in the Philippines, and and very content, very happy. Right, yes. The- well, you know, it can be a, simply having a different relationship. You know, if your goals for your life are something that, causes you to feel constricted and forced, then, you know, they're causing stress. But if your goals in your life are something that make you feel alive and excited and curious, how is this going to work out? It's, I'll feel stretched by it. Well, then you're, you're using them as a tool rather than using you. So there's not, no experience, even having goals, that's a wrong experience. Mm-hmm. But our relationship with them can become this judgment factory or it can be this curiosity. Like here's an example. Yeah. Um, so we're opening a business and um, because it's something I'm really passionate about. And 
um, my husband is so great at methodical things, but not so great at the business planning aspect. And so as I was looking at that, part of me was getting frustrated, like, oh, you know, why isn't he good at this other side, which is kind of where I've had a lot of training. So, you know, I had those skills. Well, it turns out that there's a um, local organization in California that's funded by the Small Business Administration that gives us a business advisor. And we can meet with her every week. She's a professional. And it's like, oh, my gosh, the universe provided it already. There's nothing I have to do. Mm. And so I had to let go of my expectation that it would look a certain way, you know, coming from my husband and receive this amazing gift from the universe that it's showing up in a different way. And that's mm. how life is. Everything we truly need is going to show up. If we don't really need it, well, then maybe it's because we can give it to ourselves or we get to stretch and learn a new skill, you know, whatever it is. But mm. there's abundance when we're in that curiosity place. Yeah, and I like I do like that, Crikey's. I had a I can't think of the thought right now, but there was something the other day where I was just like thought about something I needed, and it just showed up suddenly. I was like, "Wow, there it is!" Um, you know, and you'd have those moments uh, more and more often too if you if you really put your energy in that direction, I suppose. And you can you can pretty quickly come derailed through uh, negative thoughts, uh, negative behaviors, negative surroundings. Um, and that can limit to, you know, I guess you connecting with this infinite. What are your thoughts and, and why are people, what's standing in the way of people actually stepping into this? Because you and I might be able to relate because we've had those experiences. But a lot of people out there be going, yeah, okay, well, that sounds a little bit woo-woo maybe. And I had a conversation uh, recently with a friend um, and I saw a um, type of bird, I can't even think of the name of the bird right now. Um, not a ferret, um, a pheasant. A pheasant flew into my path, and and I've looked it up before. And a pheasant means uh, wealth and prosperity coming into your life. And I thought, ah, oh, look at that. There's going to be some wealth coming to my life. And he goes, what? Like he just, you know, didn't understand that at all. Um, so we had that conversation about this, this infinite, you know, this this power of the universe. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like someone listening out there going, oh, that sounds a bit too much. How do we guide someone into more of that? You know, I think most people have had a moment. They might have overlooked it, but maybe at the birth of a child or even the passing of a loved one, sometimes there's this awe that takes over you or looking at a sunrise or just a moment of grace that you weren't expecting, a gift you were surprised at. Anytime something like that happens, there's this sense that, wow, there's a flow bigger than me more wonderful than I anticipated. And we can access, anybody can access that because it's what is making us alive. Mm. It's what's making us exist. So like that meditation I was saying where you just sit and feel the aliveness in your fingertips without looking at them. Mm. And feel the aliveness in your toes without looking at it. And feel how you can't control it. And then you can just relax and enjoy the aliveness. Mm. And that relaxation and noticing the self-sufficiency of the aliveness really is a gateway. There's a lot of gateways, but that's a um, very accessible gateway. Another one is um, you can take something, 
you know, something that's relatively interesting, but it could be common. It could be a flower, a bottle of wine. It could be um, a marble. And you just look at it and let yourself be your senses. So without thoughts, just be the attention, be the awareness. And you, you know, after five minutes, you're probably bored looking at this thing. But then sink even deeper into all the minute details. And suddenly it switches into wonder. And when you switch into wonder, there you are. There you feel the infinite flowing through you as this intense curiosity. It's a couple of practices there that seem very much like mindfulness practices, right? Yeah, exactly. Mindfulness is just a way of accessing it as well. So, so gaining clarity um, would be a first good step for a lot of people to to tap into this this infinite more often, more regularly. Right. With greater awareness. Yeah. Right, and gratitude can be helpful because so often we're run by all these concerns. And if we pause each day and take some time for gratitude with specific things, you know, oh, yeah, today that I ran that red light and no cop, cop gave me a ticket, you know, whatever it is. When we're in gratitude, we actually start to notice that there's mm. this flow of goodness and some of that tension relaxes because when there's all that tension, it's really hard to feel the infinite, even though it's there. Mm. But once we relax, it's much easier to feel. Yeah. So I'm just trying to unpack this, thinking about some blockages here for people um, not getting into this. And if we look at clarity as being a way to tap into this more, um, then things that cause you to have lack of clarity, obviously are things you want to avoid, right? Well, yes, to some extent. Um, um, All my book, both my books talk about using those moments of lack of clarity as the pathway in. Mm-hmm. Because whatever is our habit where we put up the block, you know, a wall, a box we put ourselves in, those moments of not clarity are showing us exactly what we're doing that's causing us this pain and frustration. And so once we learn, oh my gosh, that's right, I get so attached to that expectation. Or when this happens, my past just charges in and wants to avoid it, you know, whatever it is, or wants to control it, then that's the time where we get to have compassion, feel that anxiety and understand it. And there's this, like, um, there's this ability to say, this moment is an experience and I am bigger than it. I am the space having the experience. And that becomes really clear in tough times because we can see, oh my gosh, it's my attachment that's causing the pain. And so that practice of being all focused in and stepping back, all focused in, stepping back is a is one of the best things you can do. So you kind of need those troublesome moments to learn how to do that. Yeah, so by having those, those moments of lacking clarity will help yeah. you reflect more and have those moments where you can create greater awareness and greater clarity. Exactly, exactly. Right. And then you talk about gratitudes too, and I often think that, you know, often it's a human nature to focus on the negatives sometimes more than the, the positives of life, and we 
a gratitude practice like journaling or, or just thinking about, you know, what you're grateful for daily is a great way to try and reverse that tendency to be more negative than positive um, and therefore allow you to focus more on that moving forward as well, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a real estate agent and I, I often talk about walking into a house and if you walk into a house and there's a few things not quite looking great, people start to focus on the negatives as they go through. Whereas everything's looking very nice and presented well, people will look for the positives going through. They'll forget about the negatives. And that's the same with our life. So if you start off your day with gratitudes, you're going to hopefully walk into the day with more of that positive intention. Yeah, right, exactly. It's it's really letting go of the part of us that gets anxious and mm. helping it relax. Um, I have this practice of three wells where when there's a troubling time, first thing, tune into deep compassion. You know, whatever it is that's troubling us, there's nothing wrong with us being troubled. And just have compassion for the part of us that's feeling overwhelmed and any past events that cause that. And the next is the well of attention. So we can look and see, are we making assumptions? Are we applying the past to the present? Are we not seeing some options that we that are actually there? And then once we've kind of stepped back and realized how we've kind of gotten too narrow-sighted, nearsighted, then the last thing is a willingness to action. And so after we've done this attention, we might see some steps that are the next best thing to do. And without being totally attached to the result, just take the next step and see what happens, mm. which is a real letting go of our ego that wants to have every step predicted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all the control mechanisms that we want. Um, yes. you, you talk about anxiety too, and I guess anxiety is, a, you know, fear or anxiety is a good way to, again, tap into that, okay, well, what's causing this, you know? What is the real um, underlying factor here and how can that be a sign of what I need to be working on or not be working on? Right. You know, I've realized that the universe is absolutely in love with having the opportunities to have compassion because it keeps giving them to me. Every time I feel anxious, oh, right, there's an opportunity to have compassion for myself. And clearly the universe loves that. Mm -hmm. So when, when you talk about compassion for yourself, how do you put that into practice? Like... Um, okay, so let's see, what was it? Because I just had a recent one. Well, anyways, so say I do, I make a mistake at work. And I feel the clutch and, oh, gosh, no, that I could have done that better. Okay, well, as it turns out, it's all going to work out. You know, somehow it does. I know my coworkers, my boss, everybody's going to pull together. It's going gonna, it's gonna to end up working out, even if temporarily it doesn't. But that tension is, you know, I don't want to look bad. Um, in the past, I've been punished when I made a mistake. So there's all that stuff that especially happened, you know, when I was a child and didn't have any extra resources to understand how to handle that. So I can have compassion. Oh, right. You know, there were times when I thought authority was something to be greatly feared. Mm, yeah. And no, you can cooperate with authority. You can negotiate with authority. And now I know that. 
So that part of me that's afraid, I can just be like, oh, they're there. I'm so sorry you went through all that. And just feel the tension in my body and just hold it. And like I'm giving myself a hug. Mm. I do like that point you made earlier. And it sort of relates to what you just said then as well is, is having this, um, this open-minded curiosity about everything you're approaching life rather than this rigid sort of approach, which we do. We have this rigid approach because we've all got expectations of how things should be. But if we can walk into a situation or into the day or into our life um, with a, a greater level of openness and curiosity, maybe we'll see more of the beauty that's already there, more of the perfection that is us that's already there and be able to then tap into more of this infinite that you talk about. Yes, that we are perfection. and But with our expectations, it's nearly impossible to see it. But um, that's what an unprincipled life living from the unknown is all about. I go through areas of money, areas of relationship, areas of health. You know, we think it should look a particular way. You know, longer relationships are better than shorter ones, we believe. But no, you know, some of the most meaningful people in my life are people I only knew for a short time. Yeah. yeah. So there is no rule, it turns out. And when we let go of rules, we're free to discover the preciousness unfolding in these unexpected ways. When you you talk about, you know, we are perfect and listening to that, um, I would argue that we're not perfect, you know potentially, to put an argument towards you. Um, and I understand what you're what you're saying and where you're coming from, but for some people out there, they might be saying, well, no, it's not perfect, and I don't believe in perfectionism. I don't believe anything can be perfect or that I could be perfect as well. What would you say to that? So usually where that's coming from is this innate movement in us that wants to make things even better. You know, it wants to make things more loving or um, more abundant or more equal, you know, whatever that is. But that is part of the everything. That's part of us. So just like a rose opens, we don't say the rosebud is not perfect. The rosebud is perfect rosebud. And it has this nature in itself to open. And we have that nature in us. We don't really have to fight to make the rose open. We don't have to fight to make ourselves want to be more loving or more whatever it is. Mm. Sure, we may have, um, we may feel like, oh, I just keep, I keep falling short. But why do we even call it falling short? When a baby is falling as it's learning to walk, we don't say, oh, that baby's bad. We know falling is part of learning to walk. So we are in this dynamic unfolding, but in the end, when we feel inside of ourselves, what we enjoy most is being a contribution. What we enjoy most is being creative and free and open. That's what we naturally enjoy. So that's what I mean. We're perfect because our nature is actually all those things that we want to be. Mm. It's a, um, I guess it's it's the way we we look at the word perfect and then apply that with some level of expectation. If you take away the expectation of being perfect, it's almost a, a contradiction to the own word. Really, it's saying even though it's not perfect, it's perfect. Right. Yeah. I guess you could, exactly. 
Yeah. It's the, um, well, being perfect, what does that mean? We're already at the end of the road. And then what do you do? You know? Well, the, there is no, there is no perfect. <laughs> exactly. But from what you're saying is that we have to be okay. Well, we have to actually acknowledge that this is perfect. Right now is perfect. Exactly how it should be. Yes, exactly. And be okay this, with that. Not have this this level of perfectionism, which is up here based on expectations that we may not meet, and that's what's causing a lot of discomfort in life. Right. Well, you know, I mean, if we're really honest with ourselves, nobody wants to get up in the morning, set a goal, you know, a huge goal, whatever it is, and and it's done in three hours. Okay, now what are you going to do? You're going to have to set another goal. (laughs) It turns out we like there being a bit of a challenge and a bit of growth. Yeah, there's moments where we're like, oh, but really, we do like it. And when we are honest about that, we do like it. I mean, why else do we read books and go to movies and all these things? We actually like the process. When we're honest with ourselves, we have to say. I mean, I finally got to the point. My favorite books and movies I noticed were generally people who were in a very constricted environment who then transferred and transformed into this great, free, creative life. Hmm. And I was looking at my life and I was like, my gosh, that's what my life is. Ah, I picked my favorite movie and I became the character in my favorite movie because I like this kind of life. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's a really good um, thought for the day. And uh, I thank you for coming on and sharing. The uh, The book is available on Amazon. What can people do listening to this? Uh, how can they best reach out to you, Lisa? Oh, sure. So I have a website, experiencingthetrueself.com and a YouTube channel called yeah. Enquiry into Self. Enquiry is spelled with an E. Um, and then, of course, you have my books. I'll stick the links in the... Shana, so that's experience the true experiencing the true self self, and then inquiry into the self inquiry into self into self for your um, youtube channel well thanks for coming on today appreciate it yeah thank you lee great to to finally have a work and guys check it out at thehiddenwide.com until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. 
You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon